A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the chopped cheese of this podcast. Oh, yes. Chopped cheese. Chopped cheese. Chopped I had my first chopped cheese um, in the, this past winter. Oh, really? Yes. Drunk as hell in New York City at a bodega in the, in the middle of the night as God intended. And it was so good. That's it. Let's chop cheese. I can't. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> De- deconstructed hamburger on a pokey roll. It could have been a chopped up grilled tennis shoe. And I would have known because it was coated with cheese. It was just a delicious oily bread. I think I mean, it's definitely like beef chopped up with cheese. It's kind of like a Philly cheesesteak, but something's different. And I can't remember oh, what it is. It's ground beef, I think. I mean, it's like it's uh, pure hamburger meat. Yes, it's, that it's is a what it is. Constructed hamburger on a hoagie roll is basically. Yes. Yes. That sounds right up my alley. It best enjoyed at three in the morning. Hot, hot off the grill. It's good stuff. Bitches and stilettos one? falling down. Not re- uh, a couple weeks ago. Where are they at in LA? Mm-hmm. Wow. See you later. Okay. Drop, okay. Drop wow. I'm not. Wow. I'm not giving up my spots on the on the podcast. Maybe a Patreon. Dang. He will. Okay. He will gate, wow. She will gatekeep that chopped cheese for five dollars. I absolutely I will. That. I absolutely. That's a, no. Will. That's a good. That's Respect. a good um thing. We will drop locations, restaurants, plate like those racks. Patreon. The Discord, Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast Look, Show we are, it's the it. venus app we're here to remind it's in oh <laughs> typing it down right now uh this is already too crowded so <laughs> we gatekeep and it's called a paywall and i had to through. eat <laughs> on the sidewalk which is my least favorite and i had to get stopped two different comedians walking by so oh no hard pass on letting you guys know where it is <laughs> 
<laughs> you already know. Safety. <laughs> oh my god, oh, it was so, it was just so good. This is this is pure, the pure Venus fixation. Mama needs the chopped cheese. <laughs> chopped cheese i forgot about it if it's like so a fever really. dream i've taken you've taken me back okay does anyone hard pivot does anyone know their attachment style yes i've definitely looked it up and don't know it yeah i'm for sure anxious but i also think i am anxious avoidant okay do you know yours lisa I don't. I've looked it okay. up and I, I have no idea what it is. I just like went in on attachment styles for the first time in my life and was like, oh, okay. Like this, I don't want to say explains it all, but is it's just a harsh look. <laughs> just can be a little harsh looking there, but I think I'm anxious preoccupied, but it was just a pure new language of like being prescribed, like say Myers-Briggs or astrology or Enneagrams where I was like, okay, here we go. Let me find out what my new like thing that I'm probably going to relate hard to as in like, there were some things I definitely did and then some things that I didn't, but it was still like, I don't know. I just feel like I had like my brain torn apart a little bit today where it's like that new thing you read into. That's like, Hmm, I, I got a new perspective shift that I wasn't expecting. And I did, did you ever do the quiz where it shows you how you attach to both like the maternal figure, paternal figure, figure and partner? No, I just and then it's the laid book. out on a grid, all like that. Oh, no! Just to see the math of like, it is like, hmm. <laughs> is this a, a like an online quiz that you took? It's an online quiz. I will grab it because it's in my phone notes from my sister in law. She sent it to me. We were looking at our 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 grids, and it's um just interesting to see. I don't. I don't typically look at graphs of like the ball being like more in this corner, more in this corner to signify how I relate to people. But then it's interesting seeing like very key figure people that are very you know how your gut just saying like do you feel safe around this person you know like figure out who's a yes or a no is like whoa this is kind of like something you don't think about laid out so flatly and just I don't know seeing it mathematically is like damn it's interesting I just pulled up the quiz to take later (laughs) but I think it's interesting because you know the questions that they ask I think for me, like, because of the situation that of living with someone that had dementia for a long time, it's very difficult to, like, I can't answer some of these questions. There's no way I can say, like, how often was my dad there? Or, like, there are certain questions that I just don't feel like, or, like, I don't know, like, it's hard to explain, but I think that maybe because like with mental illness, like physical proximity doesn't really mean that they're there. I don't know. Dementia is not like mental illness. Well, and that's a, trauma. Hard, it, that's a hard one. I feel like to um, quantify to where it's also like your own emotional response to that too, of it being like, well, if you know that they have dementia, that's a different feeling of them being there or not being there than like emotionally distant or an alcoholic or something like that. Well, it's like Like, they're there before they're sick. And then like afterwards, is it like not really, or I don't know. It's like hard to answer those questions. I definitely had some where I answered in the, I'm glad you brought this up because I had somewhere I answered in the mindset of like being eight and then I had some I answered in the mindset of being like 16. That's and what like, it's taking me to too. Yeah. But it, but I knew which ones to kind of like I switched answers sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, actually, they were they were nice for the most for the majority of this time. But then there is this like small period or there was this big period. I don't know. It There is timelines, I think, does affect your answers. I think, though, that that is attachment in and of itself is that attachment is is in some instances thought through and aged well. And a lot of our other attachment instincts and experiences are from an eight year old self, from a 16 year old self, all of those things, because they are like formative ways that decide and influence how we attach, you know. So it is okay to answer it from that thing, because it's just as truthful because it's it's not like you aren't 
because you're behaving from those places too, most likely. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think people do not think that they are always, not most people, I think astrological people actually know. And my follow-up question is where, having looked at this, this quiz results, do you feel like you have an idea of placements in your chart that relate? Not necessarily one-to-one, but does it make it make you think of any of your chart placements or aspects? Kind of disgusting that my brain didn't even go there. <laughs> like in, in terms of the, like I think like that I was just purely shocked at being called preoccupied, which now instantly it feels Hello, very- Pluto in the fifth. <laughs> well, this actually goes to this actually goes to this week's topic, but I was it's definitely the Gemini stuff, I think is very not to like be one-to-one of anxious Gemini, duh, preoccupied, come on. But also now thinking, because I was reflecting on the besiegement and then thinking about aiding planets. And then I realized, I just was like, oh, right. My Mercury is actually aided by Venus in Jupiter, which is a good, you know, air quotes, a good thing, but also I think amplifying Mercury, Gemini and Gemini stuff in general. And I have Jupiter, Gemini, like, come on. Like it's, it, I, that's been just very much of the thought. And then, I don't know, there were some things that were, uh, it's just like, it's very curt language with those kind of quizzes. That's like, yeah, you just don't care about like yourself and you need to like stop taking care of other people. And you're like, damn, that's like, it's like harshly saying what, maybe some things I need to hear, but uh, I'll go Gem. I'll go Gemini on Gemini qualities on that. In pure Mercury fashion, but I was aided, which I, was like right on bitch <laughs> and now oh yeah i'm gonna find this freaking link but i will put in the show notes for sure but i think it's like the second result for attachment quiz if you go uh you go online on the internet attachmentproject.com officially dropped check it out folks find out find out how mommy and daddy hurt you <laughs> in the comments below sound off <laughs> your big three attachment issues uh <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah i'm actually would love to know um because yes. like who's secure i would just want to meet you like who's secure out there? secure secure <laughs> attachment folks are not in therapy just people who have not gone to therapy yet uh that is you're still in a beautiful blissful land right a a secure person is definitely speaking for themselves i think if you're a secure person then your former partner should also get to take that quiz on your behalf and see if you get the same answer well they don't know your relationship (laughs) with your parents but i do think that it's all based in and i think a lot of times like with readings and kind of woo woo stuff too it's always like how you are when you take the quiz, you know, is going to be a huge influence on what thing comes out. You're having a great day. Yeah. Your mom was fucking there for you. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Or you you just are coming off of an experience with a parent that feels Mm -hmm. more restorative and all of that too, which is why I think it it, like they're all. uh, And which parent do you inherently cut slack as well? Like, I mean, there are going to be those that you give a little more well, he wasn't always such a, like, or this, so like, he only forgot to pick me up sometimes. <laughs> like it overall it was, but then what's the weight of it impacting you? It really, even how, like, cause some questions I did find like, Ooh, I breezed over that very quickly considering that was kind of like a big deal, like a sad thing. I also think with all of these kinds of things, especially if it's like taking a quiz and coming to it, I do think that there is a thing that we are to me is a position of seeking. And so it is with, I think not necessarily knowing what it is that you're seeking. You aren't sure what it is, but you are going like looking for something. And I think sometimes some of those things that we, the questions that aren't as important to us aren't, uh, or aren't as triggering as they were at a different time or, or whatever it is means that we're like, they're not part of that thing that we're seeking in the moment. So like the attachment, there is an attachment uh, aspect that we really want to focus on right now because it's integral to this next phase of healing or whatever. Whereas at a different point, maybe this attachment quiz is just going to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a thing. And I know that about myself and that's a pattern I've recognized. There's nothing new here. This isn't like whatever, but you take this other thing that takes you on that next, uh, you know, next discovery of, of relating to the different parts of yourself that are always changing depending on where they are 
or what what they're interacting with. Well, and the thing is, too, is if I took before I became a therapist person in, in the end of 2018, if I had taken that quiz, I would have got the same results because the answers were very the same, like overall, at least across the board, the, the same. But I could I feel like I could I was like, yep, that is absolutely that is 100 percent true, sir. And uh, OK, but it's not as. I don't know. And even the things that weren't true anymore too, like not everything hit a majority did, but there are some things like, actually that was kind of maybe an old me, but I, I think I stand up for myself sometimes, like obviously, but like I used to not too. So I don't know, I guess I give that grain of salt. Same with astrology is like, you're still growing through your chart or through your attachment style. And it's might be the same diagnosis, if you will, but it's gonna, you'll be living with it longer and know and know what that, what it's like to live as a, you know, a Libra attachment. What's the other ones? Like, just so like, I don't know. Cause the one I've, I've only dissociative. read, I've only read the book attachment, which focuses on uh, romantic attachment ones where they just focus on avoidant, anxious avoidant. and secure. And then the, those, yeah, those are the three biggies. And then the anxious avoidant kind of like combination of the two, um, Dismissive, but, avoidant, fearful, avoidant, anxious, preoccupied. Okay. On my girly. <laughs> yeah. Where are my anxious girlies at? Where are my avoidance? Hello. <laughs> where avoidance. Where where I home? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I would never trust you to cheer because you'll avoid it. You'll say no. <laughs> Actually, I feel like if I start cheering for you, you like won't cheer as hard for me. So uh. <laughs> It, the, all the examples they give of what it is, you go, oh, that's things I forget that I say and think sometimes as well. Like, yes. of just like it's mostly it's all fears. Well, and all of those things too. I think it's like people get scared, uh, to be like labeled as a thing with these quizzes instead of just going like, oh yeah, now you just have like a framework for thinking about how you think. It doesn't mean that you do all of these things or that you've every every decision that you've made has been bad or you've avoided everything and or you're just an anxious person or whatever it just like gives you I don't know I, I everybody take a test and go to therapy that's my that's, take a COVID test while you're at it yeah and also take a COVID test get STD tested oh absolutely <laughs> test for those STIs. Mm -hmm. also honestly test your IQ just do it why not Sorry. well did you see did you see the you hadn't seen the news just before this. No. They think that like some sort of gas before 1996 made us all dumber. Like some sort of gasoline has like truly dropped like the IQ of like the average human from 1996 on. Now is IQ actually measurable? I did. I read just a headline. Sure. But it caught my attention. And I and I said, Something I believe think that. About something hey, to think about I'm for I was like, that makes sense yeah, that's, at least we have an excuse it's like no oh give me i need extra time break time at work and shit now yeah sorry sorry i smelled that I'm gas dumb <laughs> i'm dumb dude i'm, I'm so it. stupid that's, i don't know that's i'm gonna stop talking if you're before born before 1996 you're you're dumb right, you're dumb <laughs> I think that um, that's what some people don't like about astrology, too, when talking about fear and stuff. The idea that someone could say something about you that you hide or that, you know, and I think that's what happens a lot of the time in that uh, that bro-y way of like hating astrology where it's mm -hmm. like, they're going to know that I'm like a fucking cheating piece of shit. And it's like, but everybody already knows that it's yeah. not astrology is not like <laughs> helping us figure that out it's the way you behave and then like we're applying the planet you know what yeah. i mean they don't understand yeah yes or i think Dude, i don't need your birthday i'm just looking yeah. at you right now history yeah. speaks for itself <laughs> we know uh love it well let's talk about speaking of between places yeah. i don't know speaking, <laughs> of, bro <laughs> I was speaking of bros we know just kidding venus ain't no bro she's our she's our goddess but she is she's she's, she's in a besieged okay she's, she's by some bros for sure she's in the eiffel tower with a couple oh of bros <laughs> dang venus, eiffel okay. tower by mars and saturn you okay venus. first okay and venus. 
a, it's a sticky situation she's got herself into here, but she's been here before. She'll do it again. It's just, and it ain't that. Just a bes- <laughs> it's just a besiegement, folks. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the current and ongoing Venus besiegement uh, that is happening all in the sign of Aquarius. Uh, besiegement is a term that I was not familiar with, but also did makes, we talk about it on our sense. malefic episode? We I don't know if we briefly. did. We did, yeah. It must. I think it was like a blip, probably at like. Oh, and there's a this thing when they're hanging out together. Yeah, but not as in depth. No, but it also like it makes sense, and I it made me think of. Um, I read a good, a good article on besiegement and aid uh, from astrologyclub.org. And I will give you the link in the notes. Um, but awesome. they gave good examples and it just made me think of like the almost like mousetrap kind of element of what like what what besiegement is and why it would be um, a factor that people would take into consideration. Because I think that it is a thing where it would like you don't necessarily think of it this way, but then once you do once you do it changes everything no it doesn't change everything it's not that but you can't um, it's sort of as i've you know as i'll bring up and i'll and i'll ruin everyone's day when you start to notice when coffee cups are empty in movies and you like can't unsee you're just like oh now i see this now and it's something to take like you know it when you know it so it's a good reminder but it's not a it's not like actually important to maybe your everyday life but it could it could add some color i think it's interesting and and to me just makes me think of like, well, when, when is the best time to use astrology in general? And what, what can you, what can you know ahead of time and what's best looked back at? Because all of these examples that they gave in this, in this article definitely are reflections and are looking backs and when it's very easy to make connections and notice how things would have impacted or like, because you know how they unfolded. And so then you can say, oh, that makes sense. You know, looking at these things there, but looking forward, I think it's harder to know like what direction things are going to ping off of. Um, But technically what besiegement is, is when a planet is in aspect between two malefics. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about a conjunction, um, but we are talking it, the term in general refers to, uh, like I said, a, a planet is in aspect between two malefics, a separating and an applying. And they say on this astrology club uh, piece that this will only re- only works with conjunction square and opposition aspects. So it's not any aspect because that's a thing too, where I think we're, we're talking about a subject too, that gets kind of granular to where you would go. Like, this is very technical. So I think the best way to like, listen to it and think about it when applying it to your own chart or event charts or however you're doing it is to think of this as more of a reflective adding color adding understanding about planetary relationships sort of thing instead of looking like oh my god i got to look for a besiegement in every chart because it is again a very like technical technicality kind of thing uh to me but like it's not a it's not a retrograde right like no. like we yeah. know about retrogrades and i think yeah. that it can be a very you know take heed in whatever way or just brace yourself but i think it is like it is like a subreddit of, it's, of yes, retrograde it's, i think it's very much dependent on like seeing astrology in action if that makes sense this isn't a thing that we look at and we mm-hmm. go oh well natally i have a venus besiegement and that's why i'm blah 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 can you this imagine going like up a- to someone and saying that you know i actually just i have a that's that's me that's me yeah (laughs) not my attachment style all the besiegement i think that is what people want are want to do because that is how we use astrology most and this is i think a tool that is really looked again in action in terms of looking at how events play out and how things interplay with each other not so much a yeah a this is a natal placement because it's mostly used for horary uh, and uh, like ev- mundane astrology. I think that one of the things that we can do to kind of clarify on what it means and what it is, is it is always Mars and Saturn. So let's think about the way those two planets behave, right? And and what their influence could be. I like to think of the planets as like people, right? 
So, you know, obviously we know some of the Venus things and we'll talk about how those translate into, you know, what it means when Venus is under siege, if you will. Um, think about maybe the idea of these two planets arguing over Venus or like, uh, you know, kind of that, I don't know if this is an appropriate term anymore, the game where you throw the ball and the person in the middle is supposed to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. I think that name is, it sounds like it should be canceled. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if what, it hasn't been. I just, if it like hasn't been yet. Anything I know from my yeah. childhood, I just try not to say the name of it anymore. Um, <laughs> you just are doing like, like charades. That's, prob- that's probably Word problematic. Charades. We're going to skip over it. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, we'll call it keep away the ball. Talk. Keep away. Right. Exactly. Keep, <laughs> keep away. away. And, um, like, so maybe it's, there's some of that happening. Maybe it's like, um, you know, the arguing over Venus, maybe it's, um, I like to think of like, what if the three of them were at a party and she's in the middle of the couch? Like, she's probably not going to be her normal Venus. Like, she's probably going to kind of be influenced by like Mars and Saturn's bad behavior, fun, like bad boy stuff in the back of the room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that like, you know, she's tarnished with the influence of these planets or whatever, but it's a period of time where she might be getting influence from those, those two things. And so we think of cutting, cutting ties of structuring things in a different way. Um, since it's Saturn and since it's Mars, um, we can also think of like, you know, warring attacking as Mars, um, Saturn may be more like uh, learning lessons and things like that. So those two things sandwiching a planet, it doesn't have to be Venus. It happens to be this time. I like thinking of that Venus. I love, I love all of the analogies that you gave. And it made me think too of um, especially the, this current besiegement that's happening because it's a conjunction thinking about what, like um, that, like, getting two people together that don't want to get together, but telling them both that they're like hanging out with you or whatever, be like, oh yeah, you want to come with me to this thing? And then, oh yeah, you should come with me to this thing to get them to talk to each other. And that kind of like thing, or having Venus be kind of brought along as a buffer because it's like, oh, I don't want to have to have this conversation with this person right now. You come here. So we'll just have to kind of like keep things nice and keep things um, surface level. So then I don't have to get into it with this person and how that like uh, Venus is both a uh, like a buffer and bomb, but also Venus isn't getting to do, like you said, kind of what she wants to do. But it also made me think of like. I'm listening to the Rob Lowe autobiography. And when am I not thinking about things? Oh, in terms of, oh my God, it's amazing. What's um, it called? stories I only tell my friends I don't know his sign yet I don't I'm taking a page out of Lisa's book and waiting until the end I definitely have thoughts um but I'm gonna look but not say okay and okay. that's that's all I'm gonna but say but it's making me think of Venus as you know kind of beautiful and lang like I've always used the word wrong it's not languid but like um Mars being that kind of like calling action and Saturn being that like structure and timing where it's like, Hey, we need you to, we need you to perform in a specific way. Venus can't just like take her time and show up whenever you have a call time and there's a place to do this. We're not just putting this anywhere. We're putting this somewhere. And I think for us in this besiegement now, particularly in Aquarius too, thinking of this being like, Hey, we're like putting resources and we're putting our um, like, softness our our grace our politeness our our care whatever all of those things we are using them in a very directed and kind of structured way we're not just throwing them where we want they need they need it needs to go in a specific kind of way whether that be like i think just thinking about what what is uh happening collectively where we are you know, we just had a state of the union. We're getting, this is an election year or, you know, thinking of United States, but just thinking of people being like, no, these need to go. It, it isn't just uh, everybody do your own Venusy thing. We're coming off of a time where we really do need to pool resources and pool, like get together over some shared stuff. Also, Rob Lowe, the only thing I'll say about Rob Lowe's chart is I'm pleasantly surprised. 
there's okay. just a lot of, there's a lot of treats in there um okay. that's all i that's all i gotta dang. say dang um, i can't wait <laughs> no i mean it's so true and i love all these like visual ways of just like thinking of this of this time that we're we're currently in with venus but also i guess reminder to like other planets can be not every planet can be besieged i can't it's, remember it's, but it's sun, the sun sun Jude, moon mercury and, and maybe venus. jupiter i think it can I, but it depends but yes those those early and though they happen because they move quickly and can be in between things whereas like i know i think we brought up that people were like wouldn't everything be there and the answer is right no. not in that why thing but i think thinking of mars and saturn too of of signs of pressure, right? Like Venus is in signs of pressure. And I think doing those Venus related things with that pressure to me, maybe with a more optimistic spin, because you're going to find a lot of doom and gloom around it. Like just to like, let you know, if you're doing your rogue Googling, but I think it can be, and I hate this phrase. And I like, do you want another term for like stand your ground, but like to not be pushed over too. I think that there is that protection of Mars and Saturn that are you know, actually fighting for yourself and the boundaries, especially with Venus of values. And for us right now, with it all being Aquarius, you know, like we are seeing what Julia's saying of these collected resources. It's a very sherry, a very sharing time. And we're, I mean, we're seeing just in record inflation and gas prices and blah, blah, blah. But it is also in the personal of what are you willing to spend and not spend on, you know, Biden also in those last two speeches has said, we got to get people done with remote work and then back in the offices. And it's like, dude, yeah, bro, people be like, like mm, no, no, no. how does this man have the like least hot take egg every, <laughs> like every time we're just like, Joe, oh, that's universe. That's not He's old. I'll yeah. say it. I'll say <laughs> it. I'll be the one. I'll say it. He's, he's him. Old. He's a boomer. And I also am. Is he even a because boomer? What's the <laughs> generation? If you watch me generation. try to use the internet, I also am a boomer. Um, <laughs> I think that um, one thing that we can talk about, I think specifically with Venus, some of the things that we're going to see is, um, you know, breaking of contracts, promises, those kind of things, going back on cutting, cutting cords of some sort of, you know, uh, more Venusian things. Think of I like for this one, because I always associate Venus with myself because I'm a Taurus, but think of Venus as Libra, too. So like justice and those kind of things are also going to be disrupted in certain ways. I think that for this one, we do have a few little, uh, we Venus, we being Venus, have a few little um, like cards up our sleeve um, that Venus, that this is taking place in Aquarius while Venus's sign is ruling Uranus, I think is a great uh, oh. notion for her to have a, like a, oh yeah, well I have backup or whatever kind that of thing. That just made me think of Venus being like kind of the undercover, uh, like double agent or something in, sure. a, in a heist movie or something. I also got like... the imagery of a gun being moved on the thigh, like a very Ooh, like yes. a seductive, like, I see, like, yeah, that secret, the secret agent. I'm seeing at the party situation, maybe, you know, there's an ally uh, across the space <laughs> grabbing drinks or grab you know what I mean getting yeah. Venus the snacks that she likes or you know whatever the things she needs um I think also we have both Venus and Mars squaring Uranus during this time um so that let me I have the dates in my notes let me pull them up I think that could also be a like it's Venus first squaring Uranus and then Mars. So that could also be uh, Venus having a like told you so kind of thing to Mars or, you know what I mean? I think especially with it being Uranus and it being the, the sign that she's ruling. So I think there are definitely, you know, maybe little like little wins for Venus during this time. I don't think it's all necessarily doom and gloom. Also, if you want to listen to the astrology podcast, the March horoscope, the guest Christopher Renstrom talks about Uranus as being a sign of reversals. And I think, you know, they talk about kind of revolution and that not being necessarily like Che Guevara, like revolution that we picture, but like revolution, like a wheel, like things just turning around. So um, definitely- with mm -hmm. you know venus ruling uranus at this time or like kind of or whatever 
um, that could be something that it's maybe like an upturn or something that feels like it sucks. This party feels like it sucks, but like I met my spouse there, you know yes. what I mean? Something like that. Besiegement has big movie plot and like rom-com energy <laughs> to me, it, at least here in this Aquarius and in this conjunction. Um, it also makes me think again in this kind of like, not secret agent, but this like, um, you know, big, cool sister gets stuck having to take care of like two two nerd brothers or whatever but this year in a square makes me think of like oh but you have a power like mars and saturn are like you know strong and forceful and assertive and malefic in that kind of like tough it also made me think of like i just watched the princess diaries or i fell asleep to the princess diaries of like security guards like that kind of energy too but then also being like oh what are the advantages though? Like Venus obviously gets some kind of like buffering and protection from these things, but what do, what do Mars and Saturn also get from Venus's presence? And I think it is this like, oh, well, Venus and Uranus may be hooked up and uh, Uranus will like now let you guys into a party through a side door because Venus knows somebody or whatever. Whereas like Saturn and Saturn and Mars use their force and their aggression to get in. And Venus is like, oh no, no. Oh my God. So it's, so it's been so long. Thank you so much. Do you mind if we, you know, grab a table, whatever these kinds of things, but then also how Venus also has to kind of like not be as Venusy and kind of rise to the occasion with Mars and Saturn and kind of toughen up a little bit. I think in that way of it being like, yeah, well, no, but like, we don't want to be paired with you either, but we're all in this together. So let's make the best of it. So Venus maybe having to be a little more like outdoorsy or uh, again, it also made me think of like, party planning and how you have to have a budget and uh, th like these things, just those constraints that I think actually end up making, making things flourish. That's my very positive, you know, spin on it as someone who has, I don't have a, any, anything besieged, but I do have <laughs> malefics all over. Uh, but that like, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's just compromise that might have to come yeah. with, with Venus being so much related to the things that you want and then Mars being the things that you need and Saturn being the, the planet of like stuff you have even them funds and time for. So I think it is that reality check in a lot of ways, especially, I don't know, Venus has been not rough this year, but I mean, kind of, it was in I mean, Capricorn retrograde. And retrograde pretty much the whole year. And now it's um, besieged. So I don't know. I still feel like it's very put your head down still time. And just like we, I don't know, it doesn't feel like just that instant boomerang of hot girl vac spring or whatever we had maybe last no. year, but like, okay, maybe we should just like try to actually return to normal, which was actually not like overindulging all the senses at once too, because we're still traumatized little human beings here. But then also to thinking of those Venus long-term effects of like, for me personally, speaking as a Venusy person, I've been in contract hell and look, sometimes, you know, no one likes to say that sometimes you got to walk away. And I don't, I don't want to encourage it, but if you, but if you're going to, you can't sign to something that's going to fuck you either. So it is, it's like setting the tone. So I think it's like a reminder of Venus of like setting, like what you accept, what's your minimum, what's the maximum, like really getting that Venus understanding of the stuff, because we've just had Venus and such Saturny signs all year too, that it still feels very like contractional and like, no, but what am I actually getting out of any of this stuff? I think that it is the like unfortunate second round of the hot girl vac summer that is like what I think you're what you're saying is what people need to be conscious of because mm -hmm. I think what's happening from literally I had to clean up so much vomit last night from oh, yeah. on a Monday night at a bar that closes yeah. at midnight which is like people are still like those people are like handling the besiege in a way that's not the right way if, or like the right way or whatever well, but you know what i'm saying like people are leaning into that like the malefic stuff where it's like a, a little heavy like you're puking on a floor of a bar before midnight on a monday is a little much like you do need to be taking a step back you do need to be like doing exactly what you're saying stevie it's just unfortunately when people like maybe feel the transit but don't know intellectually they yeah. Well, indulge this, in ways that aren't healthy that makes me think of like 
Mars, I'm, you know, going in this order of it being like Mars is like, let me in, get, I'm coming into this place. And then the Venus is like, I'm here, I'm drinking too much, I'm indulging as much as I want. And then Saturn is like, I take care of me. Someone's now someone is going to have to get me home. Someone's going to have to clean up after me, all of these things. And it just being like, well, not my job, but like the worst, uh, like asserting yourself, overextending your welcome and abdicating your responsibilities is the worst way that you could handle these energies, but is also absolutely a combination. It's the instinct. I think when you feel like, Oh, things are stressful or whatever, instead of doing the way that, you know, most of our listeners, the way that Stevie said. Yes. And I think there is a way that you could interpret this too. Again, the flip, because that's always possible is someone going, none of this is my all of this is someone else's problem. And I am going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that I maintain this is not my fucking problem. And I think there's like a there again, I think there also could be like a healthy way that one could do that. I think talking about like, but that's more of a uh, that's your enlightened or high vibe. Oh, this is also my like way. absolute eighth house yeah. hellhole as well. Like that's just but, it's just on theme for me, but I think it's a good reminder of you're gonna everyone listening is interested in astrology and everyone else in the world is an idiot. So yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. you just have to be mindful of navigating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause Mars wants to go. Venus is like, okay, how much does this cost? And Saturn's like, well, I don't know, but let's go or, now. <laughs> like, Venus, like, let's. It's the people that go, I don't care how much it costs. Right. Exactly. I want to go to the thing. And then the well, thing, whatever it's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff too, of the like, so if you, I think in, in combining both of these, if you're coming up against someone who is saying, who it, like, who isn't taking no or whatever, like, yeah, yeah. Throwing money at the problem when maybe don't you think this kind of goes straight to like the world issue? Yeah. It's like, we're trying to financially, you know, I don't know if this is the right term, but castrate someone. Yeah. Maybe don't, I hope no one, I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> But like, I think, you know, the the idea of the world, um, you know, cutting off finance, cutting off, you know, and obviously talking about, you know, the, the gas prices and stuff that have in turn changed. Um, but Venus being that financial stability and that being taken away under, you know, war circumstances, Mars and, you know, with rule with rules in regards to which countries are doing it, Saturn, and, you know, not to make this because it's def- I'm definitely not a journalist, a historian. I don't know much about Eastern Europe in general. So not to be like, I'm an expert, but I do think, uh, you know, cutting off financial security is definitely a way to, to, you know, take a stand in whatever way. And something that we've told consumers for years to do and now we're using it, uh, on a global scale. Um, so maybe that is the representation for, you know, that situation at this time. I think also it's a good reminder with that same thing that it is like, okay, to me, this just also feels like consequences and that it's also like a a shared, shared, uh, acknowledgement that this is also like, we are all like gas prices, like you said too, where it's like, yeah, this is a, our collective actions have collective consequences and are not like sometimes we got to ride it out together in this thing because it's a uh, another thing that we're doing or whatever but also like this is also a reminder that our no one is acting alone or whatever that everyone's actions have consequences and all of these things too so make sure like if this is your if you if if these are your values it isn't very much like again put your money where your mouth is or like these kind of like uh if freedom and democracy are important to you then pay a little bit more for gas for a fucking week or whatever like it's not i know i know that puts people out or whatever but it is this like yeah it's time to actually embody and show up with our values which means paying more money sometimes which means saying no to things because it doesn't go with your it's not in alignment with your value it's having it's like having mars and saturn around your venuses to having the fucking backbone taking action saying no taking stands doing these things and like yeah i think it's all all of that on on all the well it's just and astrology with- sorry astrology works it's real well, and-, <laughs> and with the gas though acknowledging too that like 
We live in a capitalist society. People are going to, even if they don't have to mark up the gas, they're like, yeah. oh, everyone thinks gas is marked yes. up right now. But <laughs> there you go. I do. I talk to my tax. I love my tax guy. I talk to him for like an hour and a half every time I, I do my, just, we're just, he's going to the Galapagos this summer. Just having, he's just like living his best life. And I, I love him so much, but we just talked a lot about guys like, keep your eyes on loyal companies that keep them flat. Like, and just, Oh, how come every winter and spring there's a gas price? And like, just like talk, we we're just talking about like, Oh, every summer a gas plant seems to blow up. Doesn't it? And then for a month it's the, there he's like, he's like, it's all. And, and I, I like, I'm getting, now I'm sounding, I feel like I'm sounding like a QAnon ant over here, but it's like, it, it, just no, getting into like the, these... like Evie Jones, <laughs> I'm licking frogs. <laughs> Actually, I know Lisa, she isn't. I am a gas and oil expert. Um, and this is all that. Well, I think that that also in that Aquarius is that like zoom out big picture. It's also those like patterns and scientific mm-hmm. kinds of things too, which this, I know, I understand why. Technology. Feels, yeah, I understand why it feels doom and gloom. I'm not saying it's not also, but I also think that there is like some if we think of it in a more measured and zoomed out and big picture thing where it also goes, I think this is a time that's also asking us to not be too, um, I don't know. Venus to me also is one where it is kind of the like fun and the buy-in of conspiracy, not necessarily conspiracy, but that like drama, whiny, sweet. I want it to be easy. I want it to be this instead of going like, well, actually this historically happens blah, blah blah like having that saturn kind of check on it and going like well actually there's already precedent for this this actually isn't remarkable that this is happening this is a totally measurable and pattern kind of thing that we can see over other times so let's not like we don't get to go through the roof about things we have to be scientific and measured and rational and i hate i don't like using those terms because i think that that's already kind of like an emotional uh people have emotional reactions to being told that they are or aren't rational but i think taking that kind of like anything that if you are getting doom and gloomy let's try to maybe investigate and find some uh like not scientific necessarily but do you know what i'm saying like some data find data on what it is that's going on let's look back to another time when something is like this has happened and how did someone handle it what what other factor what shared factors were happening at a different time in history that also has these things or whatever like let's let's uh there's so much information and stuff for us to pull from that we can be doing instead of going into our like indulge we can indulge a little and we can have softness because venus is still there it's not making it terrible i do think that there is that like diplomacy and ability to have um some tact and some some part of this wants harmony um maybe not literally but some something wants this to be able to at least like move together do you know what i mean yeah i think too with the gas thing and like what what your tax man was saying the tax man the beatles um i think that uh i will also release who my tax man is behind the paywall (laughs) if you're in the los angeles area i've given him to some people and they love him. And also I should to reference, Pablo gave him to me. So um, that's just citing okay. my sources. He wasn't, my yours, he wasn't yours to hide then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm second generation hiding this tax man. Um, okay. I'm second generation that chopped cheese sandwich too. So um, oh, certain, I think we should have an option. This makes me think like, I don't, I, this, these sound like I'm not. actually really important <laughs> locations. So I think people should bid on them. Okay, go Oh, I the way I found out about the gas prices, because I get disassociative in certain ways. And one of them is like in my own stuff. And I have been going to this yoga studio and it's kind of far from my house or whatever. I was out of gas when I parked my car and I was like, don't forget when you get in the car. But I haven't driven in so long because I didn't have a car that worked. So I forget all the time. So I went all the way to yoga on empty and then got in to come home and was like, oh, my God, how much miles do I have? And it's a new car. Couldn't figure it out at all. I'm like pressing every button, like making the windshield wipers go off, you know, like a cartoon. And I call Scott and I'm like, I think I'm going to run out of gas. I don't know where I am. I don't know because I'm this yoga studio is not near my house. I haven't done this in so long. I don't know where the gas stations are. And drove and drove and drove till I found somewhere thought it was just 
really expensive at that gas. Like, still had no idea that, you know, like people have been talking about gas prices and whatever. And guess what? Paid it. You know why? Because I needed gas. Yeah. It's you're going to pay it. Like not, I mean, if you, if you can avoid it, please avoid it. But like, you're gonna at one point come up against something that's too expensive and have to pay for it. Yeah. If you're hungry or you need water or whatever, you're out of gas. You're going to have to get gas at that place. Even if it's the place by the airport, uh, the Avis station, that's like super expensive or whatever, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this with someone about this kind of like, um, I think this is also a good time for people to start like, and this is a big ask, obviously, but if you are, if you are a person, which if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you are this kind of person is like, how do we, I think in that revolution example too, of like, how are you with like not getting your way or having things go in a way that you didn't intend them on going do you like that with that venus there too can we make the best of whatever situation where we are put in how do we how do we find um alternatives when we can't get what we want if gas is too expensive what other opportunities are there instead of just going like i want this to be different what else is what else or what is like those kind of like wheel of fortune type things of like yeah of course everyone wants that to be different no one would want this to be the combination of dice thinking of stevie's like astro dice or whatever where it's like yeah but we roll we rolled mars saturn and venus okay this is the thing we don't get to change those so what do we do with them it is that like yeah i'm just thinking of of i think we've gotten really accustomed to having things exactly how we want and that's just not how things work or how things work best even or where we have the most fun or where we actually get what we want or find out what's important to us and so I think that if we see this as a um an opportunity to really get clear and take some action and build some some uh like patterning and support for the things that are important to us it's we find that out when we do come up against things when we do have limitations or only a certain way that we can spend our money our spend our resources whatever we do have to think about those things so i think if we invite that opportunity to really clarify what is important to us and figure out how to assert and protect those things that um is a really useful way to um engage with this transit that could be frustrating but also i think could be kind of cool and hopeful too especially if you if you are looking for the places where we can see that i think that that's something that these kinds of transits also require is is intentional looking out for both oop that's a i i know because we're in a besiegement that looks like besiegement stuff <laughs> versus and then same way of going like oh look how cool look at these like things combining forces in a way like yeah you concentrate their power and also i don't know if we we're in a venus besiegement it started on march 6th it will happen until march 28th currently just to to give a clear date not to you know you don't have to like any retrograde or retrograde like thing you don't have to like stop doing stuff (laughs) like just you can continue living life that's always the given um i'm just reiterating it for all the people in the back but i think it's just it's good to be aware of especially of matters of venus i think too with venus as i know i talked about it earlier as libra but like venus as taurus being you know my resources and my things and you know mars as a traditional ruler of scorpio being more our stuff and i think coming out of the last few years where we've had more personal space and personal resources things in our house and how things the rules here and all that kind of stuff like shared spaces are again getting thrown up in and feeling a little bit more maybe we don't know how to really behave and share stuff again yet we're just Mm -hmm. still learning those things and like you know um certain times you're out at a table you're having a drink and the person next to you kind of makes a a little funny joke at your your shoes or something and then you end up joining tables and you end up sharing a a night with those people and sometimes they make a thing at your shoes and you try to like be friends with them and they're like "Uh uh-uh get away you know so reading those cues and like figuring out what things are shared and how and like 
when things are appropriate, etiquette, all those kind of things are probably going to be in the lexicon and question questioned at this time. Oh, that makes me just think of also like may, um, being kind to yourself and preparing to be able to kind of like make mistakes, apologize and regroup and do it better the next time or whatever. That kind of like, um, ooh, I said something. I did a kind of Marsy thing. Let me Venus smooth it over. And now I have a new kind of like rule in my head, Saturn of like, ooh, I'm going to watch always, you know, tap someone on the shoulder if I'm walking by with a drink because I bumped into someone at the bar now that we're out again or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like that, like you do the, yeah, I mean, you do the thing and yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mars in, in, in theory, if you think of it, besiege, right? Mars and Saturn sort of taking over Venus. <laughs> it's like, it's not, you know, the night, it's not the most considerate, right? So people might be a little more, I, Mars and Saturn being malefic aren't known for being, you know, low key or chill like it's it's a little more sharp edged so people might be i don't know extra saucy too so just mm -hmm. and with aquarius too it makes me think there might be like you it seems like you're this it's like not it's like that air stuff of like actually maybe seeing what's actually happening so if it's like just assumptions are seeming like actually being like but what's really happening oh and i wanted to credit too because uh i saw a, a thread by astro by max that was about the Venus besiegement. And I was like, oh, we should talk about that. Oh, what's your sign? So just want to give um, thanks for bringing it to the, the top of my mind. Yeah. And yeah. Venus. I'm excited. If for no we'll other see. reason than we'll to see. have this, have this knowledge and to observe and see what happens and to be able to go, oh, that was a thing that was going on. That's an interesting interpretation or interesting uh, way that these events unfolded given this transit. And that's astrology, baby. That's how you learn. That's how you learn how to use it and learn what it means for you and have real world examples of what transits mean, because isn't that what we're doing this for? you know, to be, to be able to engage with our, our surroundings and the people in our lives and the events taking place in a way that helps us learn and grow and, um, change and support each other. Hell yeah. We'll be good. It's, yeah, we'll see. It's very, you know, we'll see, but be kind to your Venus, get comfortable with Mars and Saturn hanging around with there. If you There's get Venus, you're getting Mars and Saturn. Just, just know they're they're a package deal right now oh i you mentioned my dice i grabbed my dice in there in my hands and i want to roll for us okay the collective us love it just because it came up so if you, i don't know if you can hear that little oh cake rattle and roll yeah all right this is for everybody so if you know i have these dice that have there's a dice a die um there's three and one has the signs one has the planets and one has the house numbers so we got pisces saturn in the ninth love that with this jupiter pisces mm -hmm. that makes me think of oh yeah no march is i know that's the fun part too march is so we have all, so much I, nice astro weather and in, in march i think i mean there's some tough stuff but like a lot of the good pisces stuff coming up too I just like that as remembering those like ideals kind of thing or like the mm. you know be thinking yes. of your Pisces. Don't go back to your Capricorn, um, you know, me things. Think of that, those Pisces, like this is the wheel. The wheel needs to keep on turning. We need to keep this mm -hmm. moving. Let's take the higher, not the, um, I, I'm going to butcher the way that Jessica Lignato said, uh, was like, acceptance is not consent. Um, it is, Whoa. is it it's acceptance. And I think that that's that Pisces Saturn in the night that there is that like, um, except knowing the difference between the things we can and can't change and having the courage to, to, to change those things that we can, but also being aware of what those are and aren't. And there are things, again, that doesn't mean that we say it's okay for people to behave anyway or treat us anyway. Um, but we also have to be acknowledging about the realities of things because we want to keep pushing this thing has to keep turning it doesn't stop tomorrow uh at least as far as we know so think of things as a perpetual in perpetual motion and that require us to um structure it as such reality check energy yeah, <laughs> yeah. and is this going to be is this going to be a important 20 years from now 30 years from now or what is going to be important in 
what's important long-term let's focus on those things. And the, because those are the things worth taking the higher road for and protecting and, and rising to not the things that aren't going to be as important. Yes. Hell yeah. Well, I love that dice roll. The dice are fun. Well, they're always, they're always eerie. I will say mm-hmm. my eerie little trio, just like us, but it'll be look just it'll I'll, be good. I'm actually always Irie. Um, it's pronounced. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. we love you. Um, we are happy, besieged. happy besieged, <laughs> I guess. Um, I besiege thee. You're now you know. So there you go. Yeah. If you didn't know, if you don't know, now you know. All right. See you next week. Boy. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.